0: Marketing success comes from identifying the right opportunities. And sponsoring the Marketing Trends Podcast might just be the best opportunity you'll hear about today. With tens of thousands of listeners, expert creative, production, and strategic promotion teams at the helm, not to mention 2.2 million potential impressions at the ready, this is a growth opportunity you should not ignore reach out to info at mission.org to see how your business can benefit from partnering with the Marketing Trends team. This is Marketing Trends, your number one source for exclusive interviews with chief marketing officers and executive marketing leaders in the Fortune 1000 and beyond. This is Jeremy Bergeron, and I interview, collaborate, and partner with world-class CMOs and marketing leaders across industries. Hey everybody, welcome back to Marketing Trends. This is your host, Jeremy Bergeron. As always, I'm excited to have an epic guest in the studio today, Jim Kruger. Jim is the chief marketing officer at Informatica, and Jim brings a wealth of real-world experience, having led a bunch of different marketing teams, but some you may know Veeam Software, Polycom, known for his practical approach to driving real growth and his skill in strategic marketing and leadership. Jim quite frankly like has a track record of genuine success been in the game for a few decades we're talking about um you know, working in a brand that is called Informatica that's been around for 30 years, over 5,000 employees, you know, global scale, over a billion in revenue. So get ready for an insightful conversation with a truly seasoned pro who understands the art and science of marketing and marketing leadership. Jim, welcome to Marketing Trends. Thank you, Jeremy. Great to be here. Honor to be here. Super excited to have you. I mean, you. There's two things I'm excited about at a high, high level. One, your role as CMO at such a cool brand in Informatica. I spent a few years at Google, so I heard Informatica many years back and a couple of my friends actually left Google and went to Informatica. So I knew of the brand and it's in a really interesting, highly competitive space. And then you kind of sitting at the marketing leadership helm inside of a super fascinating and fast evolving space. So I'm pumped to, to get into it today. But for Jim, for the folks who don't know about Informatica and they aren't really clear about what Informatica is, what it does, can you please share, what tell us about Informatica and, and your role there as CMO?
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, Informatica is an enterprise data cloud management leader, uh, and we help our customers bring their data and AI to life. Uh, we have a uh, cloud platform uh, that has kind of seven key categories uh, for sort of an end to end comprehensive data management platform. Uh, it gives customers the capability to kind of start small with a specific use case, but build out a multi year uh, world class data management strategy, uh, which is uh, critically important today because your data is almost doubling on, a, on an annual basis. Uh, it's very complex in terms of how do you manage it, how do you govern it, how do you have privacy. Uh, all of those things. How do, you, how do you democratize data across your organization? And uh, that's what our platform enables uh, customers to do. Like you said, we've been at it for, for 30 years. I've been with the company for, for two years. And uh, the company has gone through some major transformations kind of from the on-prem uh, to you know, perpetual license to moving into the cloud and to moving into consumption-based pricing which there's some significant benefits and flexibility around that. It's almost like you have a token that you can use across any part of our platform. So once you buy one of those tokens, you get access to all different components of it. And I would say our claim to fame is that we are definitely the Switzerland of data management. Uh, We snap into almost any environment that you have, whether you're partially in the cloud, partially uh, on-prem, multi-cloud, things of that sort. And so, you know our customers uh you know have a lot of flexibility uh from that perspective
0: interesting and I know as i mentioned earlier it's it's a fiercely competitive space right cloud and cloud growth is definitely a key focus for informatica we know that my my initial question is you know in a in a landscape where cloud technologies are so rapidly evolving. How does the Informatica marketing strategy really align with kind of staying ahead of the advancements? Are there any kind of initiatives you can touch on? How do you you accelerate this cloud growth at Informatica?
1: Yeah. So so I would say first and foremost, you kind of have to go beyond marketing. You have to really make it a, a holistic company strategy, of course. And so uh, with Informatica, we, um, you know, the company had the vision, you know, back in in the uh, two thousand and seventeen timeframe around this holistic end to end platform, and so the company literally invested a, a, about a billion dollars in R and D to build out this solution, and so having sort of the alignment with the development of that solution and the capabilities of that solution, uh, so that alignment with product is key, alignment with the sales go to market is absolutely key. And then alignment with the ecosystem team. So basically those four entities working very closely together. And we've actually just made some changes uh, in the last year, which I think are really important. Like many tech companies in Silicon Valley, uh, uh, Informatica was very, I would say, product and feature oriented. And at our sales kickoff earlier this year, uh, we in marketing rolled out basically a new a new system, a new go-to-market. And it was all based around moving from this you know, product centricity into use case centricity uh, and, mm. uh, and really focusing on more of a, of a business value framework, more of the outcomes in terms of what can you do today uh, that you couldn't do yesterday? And what are the, the key you know, business drivers from that perspective? So trying to up-level a little bit, so that has helped us tremendously uh, relative to our go-to-market. And I think it has resonated a lot more with our targets uh, and customers. Uh, we have about 5,000 uh, active customers. And so, you know, we're, we're, but we're a really good split relative to, you know, going after net new logos uh, and net new workloads uh, versus sort of installed base. So we have about 83% of our business is kind of net new coming in. Uh, so, so those targets from kind of CDO, CIO, to sort of the cloud IT down to the data engineers are kind of where we put our focus. So, you know, making sure that, um, you know, that we have a kind of building community around each one of those targets, I think is a really important initiative for us. And then building out what we call a campaign framework in terms of how do we go to market? What are the, what are the key themes and messages Uh, that we align again across product sales and ecosystem uh, that we're going to go to market with and making sure that we put, you know, our wood, you know, behind those arrows and put our investment there and really focus and give it some staying power. Making sure that you give things an opportunity to be successful is really key. I think a lot of times people switch a lot in marketing and I'm a big believer in sort of uh, consistency and tweaking, testing and learning, tweaking, uh, versus like these holistic changeouts, which you're kind of starting from ground zero again. Uh, so we hmm. put in this campaign framework at the beginning of the year, and throughout the year, we've we've seen our our ROI climb significantly. We've gone from sort of a you know one to thirty to like a one to fifty over that time frame. Wow. So uh, so it's working extremely well, um, and and that's due to the tweaking and testing.
0: And I mean, isn't it like? You've got like almost all the Fortune 100 as customers, isn't that? Did I read that somewhere where you have like a that's a huge chunk of Fortune 100s, eighty
1: five uh, of them, yeah, and uh, and so yeah, so amazing. all the large enterprises uh, because you know data management is is a mission critical application, right? And like I said, we are we have these seven categories across our platform, and we're number one in each one of those categories. I think a lot of times when you buy a platform. You know, you have some some things that are good, some things that are not good, and you right. sort of take the balance of that. Uh, with us, we are top in every single one of those, uh, and so there's no compromise uh, with our platform. and And I think we have, you know, a reputation for definitely solving, you know, the the most complex data management problems, uh, and and mm-hmm. give you scale. So uh, we we scale to the largest of entities. Deloitte is one of our, our big customers. Uh, among many others but they come to us because they know that they can trust us uh and mm. that we're going to solve their problem
0: can you click a little bit into just the we talked about of course that it is a highly competitive space it, can you talk about some of the the way informatica differentiates itself in such a crowded space like yes like you said the swiss, like the swiss is that the Swiss blade or the Swiss Army knife of, of the of the space? But are there anything other things that you kind of hang your hat on in terms of the the brand story and the value prop of what Informatica is providing?
1: Yeah, I mean, just just as I just talked about, I mean, there's there's kind of three key components that we focus in on. Uh, best in breed products, right? And so in every category we compete in, if you look at the Gartner Magic Quadrant, if you look at the Forester Wave, we're up and to the right in each one of those categories. And we compete against mainly smaller competitors uh, in each one of those categories. There's nobody Mm. on the planet that has the end-to-end holistic, comprehensive uh, cloud platform that we have, that we call the intelligent data management cloud. And so when we compete at that level, it's really competing against doing nothing uh, versus an Uber competitor that has all of that. So we compete kind of on a use case by use case perspective. But again, the, the key value proposition about what Informatica provides is that you can start small. You get that token relative to, you know, uh, relative to um, utilization of whatever you want to use across the platform. You can switch that around. You can, you know, have total flexibility. But you can build out this multi-year world-class data management practice that you can't do if you're if you're going piece by piece, part piece. And and mm-hmm. the other key value proposition is that. We do a lot of the hard work and integration under the platform, and we also have AI as a key component of our platform that drives automation and uh, drives efficiencies for our customers and helping them to, you know, reduce costs um, and you know somewhere upwards of you know twenty percent efficiency uh, relative to uh, what AI can provide. And we've been, unlike other companies, uh, we've been at AI. Uh, you know, within our platform and have been developing that since 2017. Uh, so it's very robust, it's very mature, uh, and uh, that's a core part of our value proposition as well.
0: Yeah, that just gets you, you know, that kind of puts you at the table er- early, the AI table early, if you will. And I think a lot of industries certainly are, you know, are jumping at the table or trying to find a seat at the table. Whereas Informatica, like you said, it's been been playing in it and been at it for a while um, and then leveraging AI in all kinds of interesting ways, um with with your extensive background having, you know driven a lot of growth for various brands, I'm curious like in the Jim Kruger tool belt, like what strategies have you found like most effective in promoting cloud services to businesses, you know, especially when you deal with industries that have been traditionally more on-prem focused. What's kind of that? Yeah. What are some of the things that you have, you know, that you pull out from your experience and say, this is how we're going to effectively promote Informatica cloud services? The starting point
1: is really with who your target and who your customer is. Uh, so uh, as I mentioned, we're really focused at sort of the, the CDO, chief you know, data officer, CIO level. What we've mainly sold into over, over time is, is really sort of the, the, the IT side of things. But so we're trying to to sandwich that with sort of the the higher level executive strategic view uh, because again, data management is not something that you jump into uh, with with one specific sort of small solution. You wanna look over a period of time because there's multiple things that you wanna do relative to uh, data privacy, data governance, cataloging, data integration, app integration, all of those things you're going to need to do at some point in time. Now, you can't bite all that off at once, but again, that's a benefit of our platform. So, so I'd say start with your customers, uh, understand what they're struggling with, uh, what they what they need help with, uh, and, and that's kind of how we built our use cases uh, to, to really resonate with, with what customers are looking to do. Uh, and again, that I can't emphasize enough that the tight alignment with sales and product uh, so as we've gone through our journey, uh, we've actually you know changed our sales comp. So we comp we don't comp any longer on on premise base. It's all hundred percent on cloud, and so that puts you know p- puts the focus on our sales team uh, to you know go after those types of opportunities uh, and to really promote the benefits of the cloud and you know it, just the you know the traditional things relative to. You know, flexibility, um, scaling up, scaling down, again, having that capability to get access to this broader platform uh, with consumption-based pricing is is uh, is critical. I think creating a really strong digital journey uh, for your for your prospects is really important because uh, you know we all know that uh, that you know in B two B customers, you know. Get make it way, make their way through probably 60% of their journey without interacting with a salesperson. And so right. serving up content and making sure that uh, they have the right content, uh, we have the right messaging, uh, and that we present that uh, to them in a way that is consumable and helps them along that journey. Uh, I think is critically important uh, and, and a key to success. And then I'd so say the other component is. Um, combining your branding and your demand gen together uh, into hmm. one holistic approach uh, we call that brand gen uh, you know it's been coined by my multiple people but I'm a big believer in that because I think again marketing is all about the integration of, of different tactics and uh, and different ways of going to market and making sure that all of that is working in harmony so, uh, so rather than doing the separate you know brand building thing and a separate demand gen, uh, we've really combined those into one and helped them to build off of each other so when I joined Informatica two years ago, we probably had i don't know if if you asked ten people uh, you you'd probably get uh, ten different answers in terms of what was our key message and so one of the things that we did mm. is is we developed uh, what I call a kind of an umbrella message uh, that Every, every go-to-market, every piece of marketing, every piece of content, every presentation uh, aligns to and ties back to that key message. And that key message uh, that we've developed is uh, where data and AI come to life. And so that's kind of our core message that we hang everything onto. And that helps to really drive sort of consistency and really a simple way to articulate what we do in terms of bringing mm-hmm. our customers' data and AI to life. You know, it took us probably three to four months to to come up with that concept because it's really challenging to come up with a concept that, number one, is is very simple, everybody understands it, and number two, it, it will can be activated globally uh, relative to translations and things of that sort. So uh, we checked those boxes and felt like we had a really you know, a winning uh, message, uh, that we wanted to move forward with. And now it's all about, you know, being relentless around promoting it, reinforcing it, uh, and so forth. And so that, that's been, I think a key part of our success in terms of evolving our brand, uh, from this, you know, I would say on-prem sort of legacy into modern cloud. Uh, and so that's been a big part of, of what we've been focused on and, uh, and providing our sales team with air cover so that when they go into an, an account, they already know what we do versus the salesperson has to explain it. Uh, so we're kind of on that journey now. And then, and then the other the other key thing, you know, that I think everybody needs to have in their in their tool belt, whether you're selling cloud or, or other you know products or services, is is the reinforcement from customers, uh, having great customer stories, voice the customer threaded through everything that you do. Uh, is is a really important proof point. Uh, when we have our um, our annual customer event, we call it Informatica World. Uh, we typically have you know probably eighty to hundred uh, different customer speakers at that event, telling their stories uh, and uh, and their journeys in terms of how they've driven success. Uh, so that I would say that's that's a, a critical piece as well.
0: So much gold in that. And I'm like, I was frantically writing too, because I want to double back on some of the stuff you were sharing, but you you mentioned the event. I want to, I saw something on your website about the modern data engineering summit as well. Tell us about that. I don't know much about it. Is that an in-person virtual hybrid? Who's that for?
1: Yeah. So that, that one is a, is a virtual and uh, okay. Yep. And so we do a combination of virtual events uh, and live events. Okay. It is good to be back in person. No question about that, but I think yeah. through COVID, we learned that uh, there is an opportunity to to leverage vir- virtual in certain in certain circumstances, and so we do that you know as, as much as we can to leverage and scale. With data engineers, it's um, it's definitely a community that we're trying to you know to to build up and wrap our arms around, and really again help them to understand the capabilities that we have within our solution, uh, mm-hmm. the, the open APIs where you can build on our solution. Uh, which is which is really important, uh, and again, all of the core capabilities. So, uh, so that summit is all around that, and and really talking okay. about AI, uh, I think is is a big piece. Yeah, and this is um, kind of a key part of our branding campaign, and, and and sort of the message we have there is that you know everybody everybody is uh, is uh, interested in AI, everybody wants AI, but their data is not ready for AI. Uh, And so it's sort of a garbage in, garbage out. And that's really what Informatica does on on a daily basis relative to giving our customers one source of truth. Uh, You know, a lot of people can probably think back to times where they came into a meeting and you have, you know, you have sales, marketing, finance uh, in the same meeting and you have, you know, three entities that have three different pieces of data Uh, and which one's right. Uh, so that that's, uh, Informatica solves that problem, gives you one source of truth. Uh, and uh, so you don't have to waste time debating who has the right data, uh, you know, and with confidence uh, that if you have Informatica, uh, you have the, you know, total trust in one source of data that everybody accesses. Mm. Uh, so that's, you know, again, a key key part of the value proposition as well.
0: You talked about aligning product and sales, and I want to just, Go there a little bit here. Was that was that something that you observed early on, of like kind of outside looking in, or maybe when you first joined a CMO of Informatica, that there was there could be some tighter alignment there, understanding these customer needs, influencing product a bit, you know, positioning the brand effectively. Um, how, what are some of the things you did to to kind of tighten up those two things? Was it just feedback loops between departments and, and tracking things differently? What were those conversations like? Because again this is a big business. This is, a, there's a lot of brilliant people on board. Now you're now tasked with, you know, being strategic and building trust very rapidly and driving growth for a really big brand. How are you tightening product and sales? What worked really well for you?
1: Yeah, good good question. So, well, as I, as I, in my career that that's been, I think something really important. I've come up to the product side and so okay. I know how important that is. Uh, and I've always, you know, spent a lot of time with sales, a lot of time in the field, uh, really listening to customers. Uh, because I think a lot of times, if you only listen to sales, you're going to get a little bit of filtering going on there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep, yep. uh, so it's important to hear it straight, <laughs> straight from customers. So I think you know, being close to customers and developing those relationships uh, with you know the leadership teams, uh, both product and sales, is is critically important. Uh, having alignment meetings on what are our priorities. Uh, what is our strategy? Uh, making sure that uh, that we have that lockdown? Uh, we have interlock meetings. What's that? Where we basically come together and we just um, you know talk about each part of the business. Uh, for example, with our product team, we just had a product alignment meeting last week uh, where we sat down and we kind of went through here's what we're doing from a go to market perspective, uh, and we're, you know hand in hand with the GMs of each one of the businesses uh, and making sure that, you know, we're driving the right amount of pipeline for each part of the business, uh, that we have the right tactics and strategies. We understand what product launches are coming up so that we're really locked and loaded together. And there's really no surprises in terms of, you know, what's what's coming up. And I think it's really marketing's responsibility to, for both sales and product, to be ahead of the game. Marketing should always be, you know, a quarter or two ahead relative to planning, preparation, uh, relative to both sales uh, and products. So for bringing new products to market, making sure that we're, you know, building the right level of enablement uh, for the sales team, uh, getting ahead of that. Um, so, so right now, while sales is closing out the quarter uh, uh, for, you know, hopefully a great year, uh, we are focused on Q1 and Q2 in terms of what are the key things that we're going to be doing and getting all those things lined up so that on January 2nd, you know, we're, Running 100 miles an hour versus just coming up to speed, so I think being ahead of that is is, is critically important. But but yeah, that that the relationships, the alignment relative to priorities and strategy, uh, I can't emphasize enough how important that is, and you know to drive success. Because if if marketing is going off and doing some siloed thing that isn't connected uh, to either product or sales, and you know again really deeply ingrained with what customers need. Uh, you're going to have challenges, no no question about it.
0: How have you cultivated the ability to lead leaders, right? Like you're also leading leaders who are leading, you said other GMs in part, this is a big business, uh, a a pretty large product suite, making a a significant contribution to the cloud space. Um, What's your approach to leading leaders?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I think understanding each leader in terms of uh, what makes them tick uh, what motivates them, what they get excited about, uh, where they want to take their career. I think those are kind of the key starting points uh, to be able to manage people effectively, to lead people. And I think, you know, communication is critically important. So making sure that, you know, when you're talking about a specific deliverable or initiative uh, that, you know, you're, you're asking the right questions uh, you're getting aligned on what what are the key KPIs that you're going for. What are the key objectives, and uh, getting alignment there, I think, it is critically important. And I think giving them the leeway and building trust with them to go off and do their job without micromanaging. And I think a lot of times people do their jobs different than what their boss would do, but I think it's really important to give them the leeway to do that because number one, they're going to be a lot more vested in, 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 in what they're doing. Uh, and they're going to really take ownership of what they're doing. And I think those are really critical aspects of, of driving success and being an inspirational leader and helping people to achieve, you know, uh, and, and get great value out of, out of what they're doing.
0: Gosh, I want to go so many angles with you. Cause it's, and we're like, oh, 20 minutes left. Dang it. Um, I mean, cause there's, there's, there's such a beauty and, and it's, this is such a, a real, I mean, there's the, there's the experience of leading, you know, leading teams and leading organizations. It's, it's so, it's almost like for me, it's like those, the soft skills and the things that a lot of CMOs don't always talk about, right? A lot of times you talk about strategies and growth and it's important for the CMO of certainly and being obsessed with the customer and lots of things. But I'm so fascinated by the way that the CMO leads, the way they interact with their executives, their peers, the team, you know, it's fascinating. And, you know, we talked a little bit on the prep about how You've been, a, you've been an advocate of like developing leaders and developing people. You mentioned that there have been five people that have become CMOs, right? That you worked with and connected with and mentored and supported. So there's some real tools you've sharpened over the years and ability to do that I and mean, look at the results on the scoreboard. Um, just absolutely incredible. But what does that mean for you? What is that telling you that, that you know, five people have gone on to be CMOs as well? Like what, what feedback is that giving you?
1: Yeah, I mean that—that's definitely what what motivates me. What gets me excited when I see people on my team that are successful, and I think that's uh, one of my primary jobs uh, as CMO is to you know cultivate people, provide them career opportunities. Uh, we actually uh, at Informatica we launched a sort of a whole new career program. We call it the Lead Program, uh, where you know I set aside dollars every quarter. Uh, for people to go off to courses and classes and learn new things and bring them back into the organization. So uh, I really try to set set the tone and stage of this constant learning and giving people, again, the capability to be on the leading edge of what's happening out there and uh, and to bring that back into the organization. That's what I love about my job uh, is working with people, uh, building great teams, surrounding myself with really smart people. Uh, and, you know, providing some frameworks and thoughts and, and really developing the relationships across, again, the cross-functional areas within the, within the company uh, is, uh, is a really important part of being a CMO uh, because, again, companies are not successful uh, with uh, functions operating in a siloed way. It, it just doesn't work. So as CMO, you're sandwiched in between Sales and products and ecosystem as well, and making sure that um, you know you're consistently uh, talking with them, uh, you're listening to them, uh, you're getting their ideas. but as you know to, to be a great marketer, you need to get in front of them, you need to come to the table mm-hmm. with your thoughts and ideas of where do we want to take this? What are, we, what are we doing? And also being really smart around, putting KPIs in place and making sure that you're following back up with, hey, we did this initiative. This was the outcome of it. Uh, I suggest we tweak this, change that, and get in alignment with those teams so that, again, there's no surprises. We're all operating in this sort of machine-like cadence manner. But, again, great marketers are out in front of that and helping to drive that.
0: So awesome. Let's talk about AI because I want to I get into this. Of course, I would be remiss if we didn't spend some time on this, if not the rest of our time uh, talking about AI. My first question is, how are you leveraging AI from a... Like personal CMO perspective, like how are you using AI just in your role as a CMO, if 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 at all, are you using things like ChatGPT to support you in your day to day, or Claude or some of these other tools? How have you been integrating, incorporating some of these tools into just your role as CMO, if if at all?
1: Definitely leveraging it in in multiple ways. In fact, at our uh, customer event uh, and sales kickoff, I actually used. Uh, ChatGPT to help to write my intro, so I wrote a little a little uh, jingle poem uh, to get started, uh, which I never I never could have done that on my own. So uh, just some fun things like that, but but I think uh, the key ways we're leveraging it is really uh, on sort of the front end of the funnel uh, in terms of propensity to purchase and leveraging AI technology from that perspective uh, to you know to to try to drive better conversions. Uh, through through our funnel and making sure that we're orienting our sales team to focus on the right set of leads uh, so so we're leveraging leveraging AI to do that uh, we're in like many companies in the in the beginning stages of investigating you know multiple different things and and what's interesting is you know there there's sort of this you know sort of bottoms up uh, what I call um, utilization use cases where you know, teams across the you know the world, uh, or, or groups across the world within my team, have already started to use uh, different things. Uh, we've put some guidelines together, which are really important to make sure that you know we sure. we think about uh, privacy and confidentiality and on all of those things. I would say the team has has been super interested, super engaged, and so one of the other things that we did is we just started up uh, an AI tiger team. Uh, with oh, representatives, representatives from each function within marketing and from each geo, uh, and uh, that's what I call the bottoms up. So they're they're looking at different use cases across the board, look at evaluating different vendors, and then there's sort of the tops down with myself and my leadership team, and we're sort of meeting in the middle and coming together on. They're saying here's some great use cases and things that we've seen. Uh, there's you know we're I'm talking to other CMOs. I'm going to different forums. And things of that sort to sort of discover and understand and so we're kind of bringing that together and then as a company we've created a center of excellence within our cio organization to coordinate across the company to make sure that if somebody is deploying something hey will that if, if customer success is doing that will that work in marketing too and so that we have really good coordination from that perspective because i think with with uh, with martech in general uh, you can get a little bit out of hand. There's, there's literally yeah. AI companies popping up on a daily basis with you know all different types of things that you can do. Uh, so you have to be really strategic about it. You have to make sure you're getting the business value. You have to make sure you can implement it across your team. So we're, you know, we're talking to multiple vendors. Uh, we're doing some pilots and trials, uh, and uh, and I'm super excited about it. I, I think there's tremendous opportunity. Uh, for the team to free up some of their time uh, to help them to to do different things, uh, you know, human element is always going to be a part of it. So, you know, yep, there's yep. I think there is always this initial: Well, am I going to lose my job? Absolutely not. Uh, you're not going to lose your job. Uh, it's just going to help you to actually further your career more because you're going to be able to yep. be more strategic and do other things versus some of the things that AI can do for you. Uh, so so I think it's it's uh, it's super interesting. Uh, we're just in again, beginning stages, but uh, I'm super excited yeah. about it.
0: Can you touch on can you touch on any of the use cases that have seemed interesting or stuff that's kind of piqued your interest that you're learning about on the use case well, side? Yeah, of things? I think the,
1: the basic one is just content. Content and writing. Okay. Right. Uh, okay. in terms of of messaging, you know, and mm-hmm. hey, you know, I, I, I thought, you know, this headline on our website would work well. You know, uh, putting that into a, a chat GPT and, and coming back with some different options. And you might take one from option two, option three, and option four mm-hmm. and bring it together. Uh, so I think it, it's, it's just a great way to generate new ideas, but, but also getting into sort of short and long, long form content, helping with, with social, uh, all of those things, I think, are areas that, that we're you know, using today and, and looking to Certainly. continue to advance. Translations. You know, there's there's some really cool stuff around video translations. You know, at, at a really low cost, where you you know you can translate into multiple languages at, at a really low mm-hmm. cost and, and instantly. Yeah, we've been
0: testing that too. So that, yep. that that's really yep. cool.
1: Um, the whole again, as I mentioned, propensity to purchase uh, on the top of the top of the funnel. That's going to continue to advance and and get get smarter and smarter because uh, it's continuous learning. Um, so I think I think all of those things are you know things that we're We're looking into and and starting to use.
0: I love it. Talk about Clara a little bit. Super interesting, you know, AI system. From my understanding, it just helps manage and organize data very simply using machine learning, cleaning, sorting data, making it easier for businesses to use their data effectively and efficiently. So tell us about Clara. It seems like a super compelling product.
1: Yeah. So, so Clara is our AI engine as a part of our data management platform. And, uh, like I said, we've, we've been developing it since 2017, so it, it's gotten, uh, pretty mature, uh, and it really helps, um, our customers to do automation. So things like enhanced data discovery, uh, it's doing that like a hundred times faster than doing it manually, uh, yeah. and, um, and doing data classification. I mean, there are stories from our customers where, you know, they had, you know, five, five people working on data classification for three months. Uh, and with Claire, they were ap- actually able to do that same uh, data classification uh, within a-, a matter of ten minutes. Uh, so, so it's mind-boggling advancements in automation and capabilities to help to you know drive efficiencies and improve productivity. In some cases, our customers have you know claimed that they've uh, achieved uh, you know twenty percent increase in productivity based on this automation uh, of things that no IT person wants to do because it's, it's manual, it's labor intensive. Nope. And if you can get AI to do that kind of stuff, uh, like Claire does, uh, it's, it's just, it's, it's amazing. So, um, so those are just some of some of the key capabilities and we all, we just announced a Claire, GPT GBT, uh, and, um, uh, uh, as well. Uh-huh. So Claire GBT is going to be launching, uh, here in Q1. So that's going to really okay. turn, I think, turn, sort of the access to data on its head. Because many times when you want to answer a question, uh, like what was our trend here? Or, How did we do there? Uh, typically, you have to go to IT. You have to create a report. It takes a lot of time. And with GBT, you're going to be able to ask questions in normal language and get instantaneous answers back based on it accessing your data within your firewall, so to speak. And so, yeah. uh, so that's going to be really interesting, and I can't wait. Well, we're starting to do trials within within marketing relative to that, and uh, I think we have about a hundred over over a hundred customers that are sort of in private review, and the feedback has has been phenomenal. So, so I'm super excited about that. Not only to use it myself, but to start marketing that and uh, and really transform the way people access data.
0: Tremendous. The the speed and the velocity is just. I mean, that's, this keeps me paying cl- very close attention, you know, to the space. Cause the, like you said, that one example of, you know, something taking months or longer and multiple people now, this acceleration, the insights and the business intelligence you must be able to get now and make decisions so much faster. And certainly your customers do the same thing is incredible. Um, Have you, have you started dabbling at all with GPTs? We haven't. And in fact, we, um, okay,
1: uh, we just uh, started a trial last week internally uh, where okay, we have okay. a we have a secure because part of the problem is uh, with ChatGPT and sort of the the open environment you can't do any anything confidential or anything along those lines. Right. So if you're working on sort of an announcement or anything along those lines, can't can't use this. So we now have a secure sandbox that we can play like in. sandbox, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And, and so our our CIO and IT group have put that in place for us. So. Uh, people are, we've, we've actually deployed that to, I think 80 marketers across the team. And uh, so um really excited and interested to see what type of feedback we get, but that'll really open the door for doing a lot more because it's in a secure environment.
0: Yeah, totally. And I can imagine the data sources that you have and have access to, and certainly your customers have access to again, like the stories that can be told, you know, the insights that can be gathered, the speed that that it's just it's incredible. So I, I love I love seeing that. And when you see a big brand like Informatica moving at a high clip and um it's awesome because I've I've spoken to a lot of CMOs and brands that are I feel like still early and still kind of talking about it and you know, there's been some water cooler chat, but like I it's it's been more rare that I'm hearing people diving in and hearing CMOs diving in with both hands and both feet. So truly an incredible space. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a wave that's coming.
1: Uh, so you you, you gotta ride it.
0: (laughs) You have to. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. Well, in closing here, what on the professional side are you really stoked and excited on next year? And then also what's, what's on deck for Jim and what are you excited about personally?
1: Yeah, so i uh, definitely excited to continue to grow our cloud business. We've been very consistent in hitting the key markers that we've set uh, as a public company. So we've, we've basically have outperformed and have had um, you know, between 35 to 40% growth year over year, quarter over quarter um, you know, f- uh, with our cloud business and continuing that uh, into, into next year. We just had our investor day. Where we we made some commitments and sort of the the early guidance uh, for 2024. So I'm uh, really excited to keep that going. Real excited to. We, we as I mentioned, we have we have a pretty large install base of customers and uh, on the on-prem, and we have a tremendous opportunity to switch them over to cloud. Uh, so that'll mm-hmm. that'll be you know definitely some uh, some upside and opportunity for us. So looking forward to uh, driving that, and then. You know, a lot of customers again don't use um, all the elements of our platform. So that's the beauty of our platform is Mm. that there is a lot of upside relative to consumption. And so uh, we're working very closely with our customer success team uh, to drive kind of the full customer lifecycle management and really helping customers to you know get to the to the next level and to the next application relative to our platform, and that will help you know, us from, you know, driving more consumption across our platform. So that's another tremendous opportunity and key area that that we're looking looking forward to. Uh and then just for, for me personally, just, you know, continuing to evolve the team. We've been, we've been on a journey uh to, you know, to be the the best marketing team in the industry. And uh and I think we're, you know, doing some great things. We're, you know, uh having impact across the company, which um you know, it, it's super important as, as a marketer to be valued. So continuing to build on our brand and making sure that we're hitting our numbers. I'm responsible for pipeline for the company. So making sure that okay. we're at 100% of, of that pipeline to help us, you know, drive our plan uh, and getting, you know, the team continue to orient around that and just trying new things. I think it's going to be a really exciting time period for for marketing in general because there's you know as usual there's just a lot of change going on uh and i i love that i thrive in that i love to try new things and learn new things so uh really excited to you know to get ai integrated into the team and continue to to learn and evolve and it's not the end all be all but, but right now but it's gonna continue to you know improve uh and uh and I, i'm really excited about you know some of the opportunities there
0: are you a CMO that can turn it off and like go, or is it always on? Like you could just like, like you can always be in this in the, I mean, always be thinking about it. And, or do you actually like, no, I'm turning this off. I'm not a CMO. I'm going to go, you know, climb a mountain or whatever it is. Like, what is that for you? Good
1: analogy there. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, uh, definitely. Um, I am, I'm an outdoorsman, uh, love being outside. And so every opportunity I get, uh, I'm, I'm out running, playing tennis, hiking, uh, climbing mountains, uh, and uh, yeah, I I've over my career, I, I've learned how important that is uh, to turn things off because uh, it refreshes you, uh, and when you when you come back, you actually come back with new and different ideas and different perspective at looking at things. So, uh, so that's that's critically important. I encourage everybody to do that because if you don't, uh, you can get burnt out. It's, you know, right. sometimes a grind and, uh, you mm-hmm. need to, to take a break, uh, and, and get some rest and, and, and change your mindset.
0: I love it. This has been exceptional, Jim. I mean, a, a truly like insightful conversation. Thank you for. You know, tapping into the, you know, the vast experience that you bring to this game of being an executive and a chief marketing officer and your journey and your accomplishments are still being gathered such cool insights around how you align product and sales and how you build trust and how you think about the team and supporting and developing people. We covered a lot about AI and Claire and just a lot of cool things. So thank you, Jim, for being a part of Marketing Trends. I know we're rooting you on and we'll be paying attention to what Informatica does moving forward, but thanks so much for being a part of our audience and a part of our show.
1: Uh, thank you, Jeremy. Yeah, it was, it's been, been great and an honor to be a part of this. So, so thank you
0: as well. Thank you for checking out another episode of Business Insights and Inspiration on Marketing Trends. If you liked what you heard, and are interested in partnering with us to bring your brand to a growing audience of marketing experts, reach out to infomission.org to get the conversation started.